Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. And good evening. You're listening to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Shirley Heyman, and in the studio tonight I have Lydia with me as ever, and we have a guest in the night uh, in the studio as well. Tonight's show um, is all about the important topic of fostering. I'm guessing you've probably seen the adverts um, on banners in the town centre or on the buses, and they ask us to consider, you know, whether it's a job or a role or a service that we might like to provide. And if you're like me, your first response is, yeah, you know, I'd love to do that. But then all those overwhelming questions and doubts about your own skills kick in. So what we thought we'd do in this edition of The Parents Show is bring together all the parties involved in this fostering process. And we're going to ask them if they can tell us the truth, share the reality and their highs and their lows. So we're really delighted to say that um, on tonight's show, we're going to have um, a manager from Hearts County Council's uh, fostering team, Emma. And then in the studio, we have a local foster carer with us, Karen, and she's going to be sharing some of her experiences with us. And then also, we're very lucky to be able to speak to um, Suzanne, uh, who is herself, um, well, she's left care now, but she was in foster care up until the age of 21. So what we thought we'd do is get straight on, and we would like to talk now to Emma and um, talk to her about her role. So, Emma, evening. Are you there? Yes, I'm there. Hello. Thanks ever so much for being with us. Oh, thank um, you for inviting me That's on. great. So um, we've got lots of questions from people. It's certainly a topic that parents around St Albans and Hertfordshire seem to be discussing. Yeah. Can we just start with a very simple one? Emma, who can apply to foster children? Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I would have to say that all of our carers in Hertfordshire come from a really wide range of backgrounds. We have carers from all walks of life. And uh, my advice to anyone who is considering fostering is... You know, please don't kind of think that you'd like to do it, think it's something that might appeal to you, but then I'll discount yourself and think, oh, no, I can't do it because of that reason. You know, if you are interested in fostering and if you want to discover a little bit more about it and you think it might be something for you, please contact us. We'd like to hear from you. Um, you do need to have a spare room. And oh, you, okay. you do need, ideally, to have people who can drive. Um, but really, you know, foster carers are... Is anybody can become a foster carer uh, within within reason? Really, we're looking for people with the qualities that they bring. It's more about the qualities that people bring. So, there's what, what age restrictions? You know, do you have to be twenty one or older? Yes, you do. Yeah, you have to be over twenty one, but there is no age limit. Okay. Um, we have some we have some foster carers in Hertfordshire who are really inspirational. Have been fostering for over fifty years. Mm. You know, are amazing people and are in their seventies. Yes, I think we have some foster carers in their eighties. Well, yeah, amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's about capacity and skills. We don't we don't want to define it and put an age limit on who can foster. Okay. So really, you're saying if you're thinking about it, don't get scared. Just make a call and Absolutely. do some sort of exploratory talk discussions. To us. Yeah. Talk to us. Don't talk yourself out of it before <laughs> you've spoken to us, please. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, other types of people who are especially needed mm. then to foster children or, you know, people with, uh, you know, I don't know, for example, they might be saying we're happy to have more than one child. Mm, yes, there are. I mean, you know, we want all foster carers who can offer ch uh, placements to a range of children. 
you know, we, we need carers who can offer placements um, to children in the short term, in the long term, and who can look after children and young people for, you know, anything from like a few nights. That can be really helpful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe for people who are, you know, want to offer a permanent placement to a child for sort of 10 years and take them into adulthood. You know, we, you know, we absolutely want carers who can offer a range. However, I do have to say that we do, at the moment, really need foster carers who um, are willing to open their homes to teenagers and foster carers for siblings. And, and the reason for that is, you know, we really don't want... It's so, so important when children first come into care that brothers and sisters can stay together. And so we really need carers who are able to, you know, who can work with us to enable that to happen. Um, can I just add that we are mm-hmm. actually actively looking to approve 60 new... 60 new foster carers this year, um, you know, so we, we, we need lots of carers, but specifically for those groups, really, yes. That, that's interesting that you say that, um, Emma, because I was going to ask you, are there any current stats on the numbers, ages and needs of the children who need, or who are waiting to be placed, you know, in St yeah. Albans and around? Yeah, well, we need foster carers all over Hertfordshire, um, and in terms of the children and the current stats, I mean, that they fluctuate. What I would say is we don't really have children waiting for placements. What we have in Hertfordshire is, um, is a really active, really dynamic team working hard to place children. Um, so as soon as we know that a child is likely to be coming into care or is going to need a placement, we've got a team of workers working really hard to try and match that child to an appropriate placement. So in terms of St Albans, I mean, yes, all over Hertfordshire, I, I can't really say the specifics. It's quite difficult to quantify that. But, right. you know, I suppose what I would say is if you're a St Albans mum, dad, single carer, whatever relationship you're in and you're in St Albans, and this is something, you know, we would welcome, we would welcome you. We'd love to hear from you. Great. Now, what about somebody that's considering it? Does this have to be their only job? Because, I mean, I don't know how much people get paid, but I've heard that mm. they get allowances. Mm, Is it... Absolutely. I mean, let's just deal with that first. Do they get enough to just, uh, you know, support the child, or is there some kind of payment? Yep. Yes, there absolutely is. There's a payment for skills and there's an allowance for the child. And all of that is, um, I mean, it's quite a complex co- complex system, the way we, we do the finances. It's all detailed. It's all there for people to see. It's on our website. Um, and you can look at the the, the, the fees and the allowances that, that we pay. Um, they tend to be incremental. They are we pay people more for looking after children than we do for younger babies. And there's a, and there's a, there's a reason for that, you know, in terms mm. of um, the, you know the skills that are required that, re, that are required. Um, what I would say is that um, is that you can work. Okay, the, the first okay. thing we do we have people who carry on working. It's it's not a hard and fast rule. Um, you know, we, we, there are, I know many foster carers who are currently in Hertfordshire who are manage, managing to juggle fostering and, and have a job. Uh, we, it tends to work better when there's some flexibility in your job, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, uh, you, you have a range of meetings. Uh, you know, you have other things that are required of you as a foster carer. Um, having said all of that, I have to say that for younger children, for carers who are looking after preschool-aged children, our preference is for, uh, for someone who is, at, is home-based, um, and that is to do with the sort of the fact that before a child comes in, you know, before a child is in school, you know, our expectation is really that that foster carer would be there for the range of activities. You tend to find that younger children have more contact uh, with, with birth families. So there's more kind of, there's, there's, there's more things to do for, mm. for, for people with younger children. Um, so what I would say is if, if you like, if you really enjoy being home-based, if you enjoy home-based work, uh, fostering for younger children would really suit you. It, it would, it would really, really suit you. But 
But having said all of that, yes, you can do the two. Yeah. I haven't given you a very clear answer. No, no, you've, that's very helpful what you've said. Okay. So, what about the inhabitants living in the home with the person that's choosing to be get registered as a foster carer? I guess everyone has to be checked, don't they? Like yeah. you know, in schools and things. Yes, of course. Yes, they do. I mean, everybody living in a fostering household has to have a DBS check, um, and that's for those of you who aren't familiar with that. That's the old CRB check, mm-hmm. the, the criminal records check. And, um, you know, the reasons for that are kind of obvious, aren't they, really? Yes. You know, it's, it's safeguarding, it's because we need to make sure that the people who... It's not because we're suspicious, um, but it's because we need to make sure that the people who have our children, who, who have the children who are entrusted to our care, are, um, you know, are of the right character. And, um, you know, and that doesn't mean to say that just because you've had a criminal... You know, you've, you've got something on your criminal record, we discount you. But we need to know it. We need to know yes. about it. We need to, be, have a, we need to be open and transparent about what's on there, and, and, and we need to work with it. Um... You also, and they're, they're done three yearly. We also, you also have health and safety checks, which is somebody comes around to your property, um, and we, and you know, just to make, just to check out that there aren't any obvious hazards. There aren't, there isn't any reason why there's something about your prop, particular property that would prevent you from, um, for, you know, for, from keeping a, a child safe. Um, and then medicals. Um, foster carers have to have um, medicals. Uh, they have to have that at the point at which they're approved. And then they are um, reviewed every, every three years. And, um, and, you know, the reason why we do that is, um, obviously, we want to make sure that the people who are looking after our children are, um, you know, healthy. healthy and, mm. um, and, 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 but also because we care about our foster carers. And, you know, we know, don't we, that if you're not, yes. you're not feeling right yourself, if you're feeling a bit ropey, um, you know, you need to feel empowered and strong and healthy to, to look after our, our most vulnerable children. And um, so, yes, and... Uh, all of those probably sounds a bit daunting doesn't it those but you know all of those are about are supportive they're about safeguarding and um yeah but they are we can't get around them they exist no they're a of course requirement they yeah. Have to be done. yeah but any costs are they paid by the council yeah, they are. yes okay so how would you say um how long would you say emma it takes usually a fosterer to be approved and go through your process and the checks and things um well the the, the national guidance, uh, David Cameron, put this in. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dave. Um, uh, yeah, it's 16 weeks. What we say, 16 weeks is a, for the assessment. Okay, so from the point at which you, you are given an allocated assessing social worker who will come out and introduce themselves to you, um, that whole process should take 16 weeks. And that's about the right amount of time. You don't want it to be too, much, too, too quick. You don't want it to be quicker than that. No. Because the fostering assessment process takes people on a journey. You need to explore things. We need to explore things. We need to get to know you. There needs to be a degree of trust. Um, that's about the right time. You likewise, you don't want it to stretch on for too much longer either because, you know, we need to, it needs to be fresh. And it needs to be something that people are motivated to do. There are reasons. There are sometimes it does stretch a bit beyond that. Okay, so outside of the 16 weeks, what you will also have is a thing called Skills Foster. It's a very short training course that foster carers, um, it's called almost like a sort of uh, introduction to fostering in, a, in, in four days. Wow. <laughs> um, it's a brilliant course. Yeah. It's really thought-provoking, and um, it's a really good place for people to start. You get all those questions out there, all those difficult questions, yeah. all those things that you're nervous about. So what I would say is then probably about two or three weeks for the so four weeks for the training 16 weeks for the assessment and then uh if, if you're approved a panel um the, the, you know the whole thing around about five months okay thank you that's yeah really helpful five months um 
Emma, thank you. You've got so you, you express yourself so quickly, uh, so clearly, and you know I think it's being very helpful what you're sharing with us. Can I just ask you one question then? So, if you had to say to any parents or adults listening in tonight, they're really thinking that you know who are really thinking about exploring this further. You've said, don't be put off. Give us a call or email or whatever. Google us. Yes, um, what you know? What would your final sort of parting message well, be this I would evening? Say that I would say that I love fostering. I would say that if you are looking for an opportunity, fostering is a fantastic, rewarding, amazing thing to do. If you are looking for an opportunity to really make a difference in a child's life, that is an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing to be part mm. of. And um, please contact us because um, we offer great support to our foster carers. Uh, we provide great rates of um, financial remuneration. We've got great training. We offer great support. And um, please do contact us. Can I give my number? How, of course how will they you... get our number after this? If, if anybody well, we can put everything on Facebook. Brilliant. Um, so we can do that. But, yeah, please do give your number. What, now? Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Did you mean you wanted to give it now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we can put everything up on Facebook. Okay, yeah, but... it's on Facebook. But, yes, yeah. don't hesitate. Contact us. It's it's a great thing to do. And yes. And highly rewarding. Okay. Thank you so much. You're and uh, you know, let's hope we get some response from this tonight. Brilliant. Thank you for okay. having me. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. You're listening to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. On this edition of The Parent Show, we're looking at the um, important issue of fostering children. I mean, basically in Hertfordshire and around, but I'm sure a lot of what we're saying would apply to fostering right across the UK. We were just speaking to Emma, who is a team manager for the local council's fostering um, team, and she gave us some lots of um, information and some dates and figures, so that's all very helpful. But now in the studio with me tonight i have karen um evening karen evening karen is a foster mom foster carer what would you call yourself if you were describing what you do foster carer foster carer and um i thought it would be great that we could talk to karen because she's doing this job she's on the front line day in night in no doubt <laughs> and and at the moment she's got two babies in her house and an, a nine-year-old plus she's a mum herself to birth children Karen, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us your experience and knowledge and wisdom. But can I just ask you, what made you even consider fostering in the first place? Um, I had a career in uh, catering and um, someone was speaking to me about it one day and I decided it would be sort of something more meaningful to do, something to give back. And how so, many years ago was that? 13. Wow, so you've been doing it for 13 years now. Yeah. So, can I ask you then, what would you say are the three best things you can look back on 13 years of experience about being a foster carer? Uh, I've enjoyed the challenges. Right. Um, <laughs> the days are never the same. Okay. Um, and my children love the company. They really enjoy having a full house. Oh, your birth children? My birth children, yeah. yeah. So, what's the, what's the biggest number of children you've ever had in your home at one time? Um, children that I foster, maximum of four, but as a rule general rule i normally have three and plus your two time, and my it? two yeah, yeah so five children gosh 
So you, you use the word challenging, and I have to admit that doesn't surprise me in some senses. What are the most challenging things, would you say, in your experience, Karen, about fostering? Or does it depend on the age of the children? It, it does very much depend on the age of the children. It can be um, working together with, you know, young children's parents. Um, some like to work with you quite nicely, and some obviously um, things are quite difficult, so they obviously you know don't want to be your friend but mm. sometimes you can get sort of on an even keel and be quite good with them yeah um and teenagers of course you know yes. you have to negotiate with a teenager yeah. um and that's you know i just find good negotiation skills with teenagers is what works well for me um so they're the biggest challenges i would say okay do you end up staying in touch with any of the children or teenagers that you've fostered over these last 13 years very much so you do yeah yeah some just pop by some you know um give us a call or pop by maybe christmas or their birthdays you know and we reminisce on different things that have gone on um so yeah definitely that's great i mean would you would you end up putting photographs of these children around your house? Or? Oh, <coughs> they're all up. Um, I have a sort of gallery along the stairs, all yes. up the wall. So, yeah, yeah. we've got um, lots of photos. So if they do pop round, they still feel like they're kind oh, of part of your family yeah, in a way. Yeah, definitely. Now, thinking about family, I'm thinking about your own family now, you know, partner, husband, children. How has it impacted on your family, Karen, over the years, if you're honest with us? Yeah, um... <laughs> It's getting used to different personalities, really, and um, I would say <clears throat> that is the main thing, is that, you know, give and take, you know, we're all different, we all come from different walks of life, and, yeah. you know, just getting on with personalities, and it has had some impact, but I would say more positive, you oh, know, okay. my children, most definitely, um, they're quite, um, how can you say... They tolerant tolerant yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely tolerant sociable sociable very mm. sociable yeah. and they've got good skills you know themselves good social skills themselves yeah. dealing with different you know children of different ages do you think your children your birth children look back on it now and would say you know mom it's been really worthwhile for us definitely we do talk we have you these do. discussions yeah, yeah definitely yeah. and and even just the experiences of the young children but again different teenagers that come from different you know situations mm. and backgrounds mm. it's been helpful to for them to see yeah giving them extra life skills i yeah, guess yours. definitely yeah that's definitely. brilliant now i know this is an awkward kind of feel embarrassed about asking this and i'm hearing this from parents you know do we get paid is it an expense but can i just ask you do you think the allowance or the money that you get paid does it actually cover your costs for taking care of the children does it provide for extras is it a working you know is it a wage for you how does it work aaron it, it does work i mean um it would depends on people's circumstances in the beginning whether they work and sometimes you do have to work and do fostering too or you know it, it would just depend on how many children you were fostering or if you were doing part-time or full-time work okay sometimes it can work on its own but sometimes it needs support of a another wage to be fair but not always right but you've managed to make it work obviously then because you've for been me, doing it for 13 years yeah. yeah and it is what i do full-time right it oh it's your full-time it role. is now yeah. but it wasn't in the beginning okay i okay. did both i worked and fostered yeah 
Um, another issue that had been brought up by people, you know, when we were talking about doing this show was that they had worries about having to meet the birth parents and the birth parents reacting negatively towards them. You know, is, is this a very emotional situation potentially for the foster carer? in your experience or from what you've heard it can be and you'd be very apprehensive but um again you know i've, I've never really had troubles with people but i do take people as i find them mm. and um and just can if you can sort of be sort of sympathetic and just you know okay we're looking after their children but it's um you're not at war with each other no and you you do need to sort of put that across yeah and just be as sympathetic to them and just do a good job looking after their child so it, you've really got to n maybe not go in with a judgmental type uh, of definitely approach. yeah because that definitely be, yeah, yeah it's not helpful okay yeah now do you think that it's important that the foster carer has a say over the age and the sex of the children or do you think you should have an open mind and receive anybody that's kind of you know pointed in your direction uh no you, you you do need to sort of look at what who's in your household male female oh, and okay. the ages yeah um to consider what would work and what doesn't work um but social services work with you with that mm. that you know and your link worker if you have a good relationship or they know you well once you get you've been working for a while they would understand your circumstances and would only sort of speak to you about children that would work in your household mm. um so you you do need to you know yes you've got to be a little bit open-minded like yes. my age range really is 0 to 18 yeah um but some people do restrict their age range which you know to start with that probably is a good idea mm. because you know what you're doing but um but that, that's so interesting that you were saying that they're looking at your family as well and seeing who would fit in yeah i hadn't thought of it from that point of view yeah. so yeah great when the children have come to you, Karen, in the past, did you know how long they would stay with you, and or is it you very know? occasionally you might be given sort of dates from then till then, um, if it's certain circumstances, but it's sort of um, dates have to be a bit flexible. You right. do have to be flexible. Yeah, you know you can be given dates, but they may change, and it's something you sort of have to accept or go along with yeah does that make maybe booking a family holiday for your you know or would you take the foster children with you on holiday i, I would you would not yeah. you know that isn't always the situation okay. you know people's again i'm not judging other foster cares yes. or what goes on but and sometimes circumstances you know people go to weddings abroad yes and you do get restricted but um yeah it does make booking holidays a bit difficult <laughs> but <laughs> you you know you can do last minute so yes that's yeah. fine oh um the one thing that i've always thought if i've ever you know when i have mulled this over is i just think i'd be heartbroken to say goodbye potentially is that an issue but you have you become quite resilient now because you've done it a lot of times said goodbye you do you do become resilient you mm. you see you still do get that bit of heartbroken thing but you know it's all for the good yes and um I have been very lucky and been in contact with the um, pet, the young children I've said goodbye who've right. gone on to be adopted. Yeah. So I've been extremely fortunate yeah. with that. Yeah, and it's great, as you said, that you um, you know are staying in touch with some of these children. Definitely. Or is yeah. it some of them, all of them, or is it you know, again? Um, well, I've looked after a lot of teenagers, and they've been 
they've come back of their own, own accord just yeah. to come and say hello yeah. and what's going on in their life so that's been really nice and um the young ones i've looked after that have gone on to be adopted they um they're parents their adoptive parents yeah. have stayed in contact yeah, yeah. either by you know letters um photos and we've had some meetings with some of them mm. which have been lovely because mm. yeah, you know that's what you. it's so nice to yeah. see that it's lovely yeah. so just like i asked um emma before can i ask you that question you know just for you to finish off on the, today is um what would your message be if there's parents and adults listening in thinking that's something i really think i want to take on further you know how would you encourage oh i definitely encourage you need to go and inquire about it talk all talk through all the things that you know you've got reservations about and actually you know why not give it a try because in the beginning i i got so far you know when i first started yes. looking into it and i got a bit cold feet when it was coming towards the end right um but I was determined that I'd got so far and I would give it a try. And 13 years yes. later, I'm still, still doing it. still giving it a try. I'm still yeah. giving it a try. So definitely go yeah. for it. Oh, well, Karen, you know, it sounds like you're doing an amazing job. And thank you for what you're doing. I'm sure so many people are grateful <laughs> to you and you've made a big difference. I have enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and even better than yeah, if you've enjoyed, I have enjoyed it. it. So thank you for joining us and um, best of luck. Karen. Thank on. you. Thank you. Welcome back to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. We've had an interesting couple of discussions in the, in the studio tonight all about fostering. And we're going to end the theme talking to, today or this evening to Suzanne, who is herself um, a woman who was in foster care. I say woman. Um, evening, Suzanne. Lovely that you can talk to us. Are you there? Hello. Hi. So you were in foster care, weren't you, from the age of nine up until 21? Yes. Yeah. And um, we spoke today, and I, I'm really grateful that you are able to share out your experiences with us. Um, how many families, would you tell the listeners, have you been fostered by during the last 11 years? Yeah, uh, I was fostered by nine families altogether. And when you look back now over those families, um, how, does it, how do you feel about the fact that you went to nine different families? Uh, looking back over it, it was quite horrible, the moves, and it's caused quite a few trust issues now with people. Um, but overall, it's probably made me stronger as an individual yeah. and as a kind of woman going into the world. Absolutely. Um, can we just ask you to speak a little bit louder, if that's okay, just so yeah, that we can hear you? Fine. Thank you so much. So what's it like being, and I hope this verb isn't too cheeky, but being dropped into an un unknown person's home? Can you tell the listeners how that feels? Can you? Yeah, being kind of dropped. It's kind of like going into a room and not knowing anybody, so you're kind of right. at a party and you don't know anyone. Yeah. Um, so it can be quite scary, quite daunting, and it's kind of like you've got to start again. You don't know anyone. You've got to get used to a new set of rules, a new right. house, new people. Yeah. So did, it, it, did it ever become easier as you did it, you know, time after time? Uh, towards the end, as I got older, it became slightly easier because I gained more of a kind of understanding as to what was happening. Yeah. Uh, but I think that fear was still there. Cause of course. I didn't know how long I was going to be there for and how long that placement would last. Gosh. Um, what sort of reactions do you, did you experience from the birth children, from the families that you were being fostered by? Uh, it was kind of was a 
quite a rivalry between the two. Right. Um, it kind of, it works both ways. As a foster child, there was rivalry with the birth children, and it was the same. They kind of had a rivalry against us because it was as though kind of you were going to be treated differently. Either they were favoured as being the birth family, or as kind of looked after children are. We were being treated differently, so the rules were changing for us. Yeah. In order for us to be able to kind of settle into the family and work their way. But you were saying earlier to me that you felt um, sometimes the foster carers were quite skilled at explaining to their children, their birth children, I should say, uh, yeah. why the rules needed to be different for the t for you and for the birth children. Yeah, know, they were very, they were very good at kind of understanding the background of myself and yeah. then acting on that with their own children so that it could be explained as to why things had to be different yeah. sometimes. Yeah, which is unusual in the home really, isn't it? Because we always say we want to treat all the children the same. Yes. But, um, yeah. Now, you shared with me earlier that you're one of nine birth children, birth siblings. Yeah. So when you went into foster care, I guess you all got split up, did you? Or uh, Yeah, so I was put originally with my two younger sisters um, yeah. and I was with them for kind of three years and then I was separated again from them and Gosh. they separated. And were you able to have any kind of telephone contact or during that uh, time? Yeah, we had face-to-face -face contact with all, all siblings as and when it was available and yeah. when it was kind of safe to do so. Um, and then the two younger sisters, when I split from them again, we saw each other regularly and luckily we stayed at the same school as one another. Oh, right. So we did see each other that way as well. Yeah. Well, that was that was um, good, wasn't it, that that happened? Yeah. You could see each other at school. Yeah, now, one of the important. Absolutely. One of the issues that I kind of imagined would be, and you brought up with me earlier, was trust. It's a big issue, isn't it, for fostered yeah. children? Yeah, Are you able to describe for us how um, life-changing it can be when the foster carer is really committed to building that trusting relationship with the foster child? You were saying to me that it can absolutely, you know, give you a, almost a second chance at life. Yeah, I mean, it is. I think as you go into a new placement, you kind of, obviously you don't know what it's going to be like, like I said earlier. And kind of having someone that's going to work with you to build on that trust and know that you can talk to them and that they're going to be there and they're not just going to kind of leave you like yeah. other people have and yeah. that they actually care is kind of really good and it's quite nice as well because you're then able to develop as a young person yeah. kind of as a normal young person would kind of thing Are you still in touch with some of your foster carers? Yeah, I still see one of mine right. um, and I'm hoping and I would think that that will last for quite a while yes if not the rest of my life hopefully yeah that would be good <laughs> so um you know we're so grateful for you to share your experiences with us can i ask you the same question that i asked the other guests um, yeah. at the end of their interviews was really what would your message be suzanne to parents listening in tonight who are thinking about becoming foster carers uh i would say obviously fostering can be put forward as quite challenging Thing. I mean, you're going to get you could get a young person that you don't know, you don't know the background, and it can be quite hard. Mm. But it's going to be hard, but it will be so worthwhile for yeah. kind of you as foster parents and for that young person. And it's kind of changing their life and making someone better. And the young person won't forget what you do for them. Right. So and it might be later in life that 
a foster child comes back and says oh, yeah yeah <laughs> that made a difference yeah. so your story has a happy ending doesn't it at this stage yes, very happy one. Do you, can you are you a, do you want to share with everyone what you're doing now yeah so i now work for the local authority that brought me into care yeah. um under their attendance education psychology team yep so no out of um foster care now and working independent woman yeah <laughs> yep completely yeah live on my own yeah put myself yeah work. brilliant well that's a lovely end to our show tonight and we just want to wish you all the best as you go into your future thank you okay thank you so much okay bye-bye Bye. thank you so much um to suzanne for that uh, that interview i mean it's such an important topic to cover so if you are interested we'll be putting all the relevant fa uh, websites and contact numbers on our parent show facebook page now thanks to our guests this evening and um, we'd like to thank emma from Hearts County Council fostering team Karen who's a foster carer in the studio with us and Suzanne who was herself in foster care thanks for a really enlightening and um, fantastic show all the best Neve solicitors are proud to sponsor the parent show the friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life visit nevesolicitors.co.uk Neves solicitors your complete legal solution